Wait, wait. Evening is, is supper time. I know. That's what I thought. But that's what it says, right? Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. Pizza anytime? No, that's the second. That's the, that's the room. Bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. Whoa, break it down, guys. Pizza! Pizza! Hello, everybody. Hey. This is season two, episode 11 Three. of Watch and Talk. And this week we watched an episode called The Leadership Breakfast. Breakfast. <laughs> so there's things you can eat at breakfast, and there's things you can eat at supper time. <laughs> well, Basically, pizza roll covers the whole thing, the but whole spectrum. What if spectrum. I want a midday pizza roll? Um, according to the tenets of pizza rolldom, you could have pizza roll anytime. I feel like lunch is the most appropriate time for pizza, so it's sort of assumed that's when you're going to eat pizza. But now you can also have it for breakfast and for dinner. And twice for dinner. And twice. In the evening and, and at supper at time. And supper is like an early dinner. So you can have it mm. for first and second dinners. Well, you have pizza, real pizza for lunch. Right. And then bagel pizza for breakfast and dinner. Yeah. Well, can you have bagels for dinner? Mmm. I don't know if I've ever had a bagel for dinner. I don't think I have sure. either. Sure. Yeah. What can is up with some, that? Uh, put some fish why, on there. Like, why is eggs for dinner so weird? It's and not. Why, I had is, eggs for lunch today. So, well, I I love that's it. even weird. Like, um, an egg on a like a salad or a savory thing is fine, but like a scrambled eggs for dinner, that's weird. I need yeah. a quiche for dinner. That's all big egg. They would want to be spreading out the egg's influence across the you meal spectrum. You think so, but you cannot understand Oh, they're big going egg. deep in one channel Don't instead of try spreading to out? Understand big they egg. want a breakfast monopoly. Elise gets it. I do. Just like big egg. So there was a previously on this week, <laughs> mm-hmm. read by Sam. It's mostly there's like partisanship is kind of a there's concept. There's like nothing important to and remember then, from previous episodes. Well, and there's Josh PTSD thing from last week. because that, there's that a, to really come up? Leo asked him out of okay, context, yeah. and so I think they just felt like they had to explain it. And then they go in, and there's a pretty great opening. It starts in the mural room, and Sam and Josh are freezing cold in the White House. The heat's out. Josh says, it's like Ice Station Zebra in here. Did you guys catch that line? I looked that up, and I saw that it was yet again an old movie. It's a movie starring Rock (laughs) Hudson. Uh, I just figured from... that was something like old people said, like, "Oh, it's like Ice Station for Zebra." Yeah, that's what I assume about a lot of things. Yeah. It sounds like an old timey well, thing. It's, it's like, that, "Oh, Hell's yeah. Bells." <laughs> that must be a movie, though. Yeah, I mean, how old Josh would have been? I guess he would have been ten or so, maybe. No, Josh isn't that. Josh would have been like b- not even born when this movie came out. It came Is out in nineteen sixty eight. How is that like today when everyone's like, oh, like this political event is like Harry Potter? Yeah, it was like the Harry Potter of its day. Yeah. Ice Station Classic. Zebra. Rock Hudson. Classic. I've pa- heard of him. Patrick McGuhan. That's a That's name lost to history. That sounds like an Aaron Sorkin name. Patrick yeah. McGuhan. <laughs> Their plan to get warm is they're going to start a fire in the fireplace of the mural room. Is this show the HBO series Veep? It is not. That show Are is we great, watching it's back, the satirical it's HBO really program starring Julia Louis Dreyfus? Real life is just like Veep slash House of Cards slash Harry Potter because yeah, this slash Game of Thrones. This like intro Those bit. Those are the only references I know. And sort of no, but no, don't play like that. This isn't <laughs> like that. This is real. This is a, this is absurd. This, this is a funnier scene than I think has ever been on the show, except for maybe like the president being on drugs or whatever. But this is more comedic. They're hapless. Yeah. Do you guys know how to start a fire? Yeah. Fuck yeah. With a lighter. <laughs> No, <laughs> no flammable like, liquids of any kind. You're not using lighter fluid or anything, are you? No, 
no flammable liquids of any kind to start a fire ever. Yeah. Whose rule is that? I never heard that rule. Wood, and uh, I guess uh, one match. Let me tell you a secret that not a lot of people know. What if you only have one match? That's actually one night (laughs) pile of leaves. That's actually impossible. One opportunity to do. That's not impossible. Yeah, it's actually sciency. Sciencely impossible. No. I went, yeah, sciencely. I just adverbed science. Mm, it's sci- now you're wrong about m- more than one thing. It's sciencely impossible. Scientific. Mm-hmm. Scientifically. Sciencely. I went on a trip to a national park a few years ago. We weren't even planning on backcountry camping or anything. I bought a fucking thing to s- spark a fire out in yeah, the wilderness. Baby. I bought a compass. I bought like a thermal blanket. I bought everything <laughs> to go on like an hour long hike where I could like see my car the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so did that's, you start that's a my... fire? I know. Which way's no... north? There was no cost. You can't even start fires in national parks. Oh. You could do right. it. Oh, I had a similar camping thing where, where I was little and my parents made us buy like, all... we went to Army Navy store and bought like all the camping accoutrement and then we. We're walking in the woods, and people walked by with like flip flops and tank tops, drinking beers. And I was like, "Mom, why am I dressed like this?" You're dressed like a Wes Anderson character. Yeah. <laughs> you were at Ty Park. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, did you guys pick up that Sam is like super horny in this scene? Oh the first man, scene? he is so horny. horny for fire. He says <laughs> a few things. He Socratically methods. Josh, that's how you add verb something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the spruce is softwood. Softwood burns out quickly. You know what we need for a slow burning fire? A hardwood? That's right. That's interesting. Yeah, oh. you do need a hardwood. Uh, like, yeah. I, it's really this weird. This is the beginning of like a softcore porn. For some reason, Sam knows that Benjamin Harrison's house log cabin is made out of cedar. What? No, they don't know anything Why would... useful or important. Why that's would... what this scene illustrates. They're idiots they're dummies that set the white house on fire as they start with this donna knows this is a bad idea she is disapproving the entire time but the the dudes are forging ahead they cut over to cj ed and larry pop up they haven't been on in a while right i feel like it's been a while it's been a little while they are going over the seating chart for this congressional breakfast the the titular leadership breakfast speaker house majority house minority Senate majority, Senate minority, whip, whip, deputy, deputy. Right. Yes. They have everybody's names on these little cards, and they're, like, arranging them. That kind of seems like a board game puzzle type thing in a way, right? <laughs> it's like a resource allocation thing. I, I'm... It's, it looks like a puzzle. It seems fun. I would I would solve a seating <laughs> chart puzzle if somebody designed one. No, see, I'm, I'm thinking a different metaphor entirely. It's just like the, uh, the bit with the wood... It's all about how useless these guys are. Uh, they're making such a big deal about like rearranging this seating arrangement. Yeah, like, and what's it's the... like four people have yeah. spent then seven like, and a half hours, sweating. they said. Seating arrangements are tough. Yeah. You gotta make sure everyone's happy. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Yeah, I, I really contributed to that. No, you barely did anything. But I had like spreadsheets and... Um, and the, Jason, I, you did well. Did you run like simulations? Yeah. <laughs> like, I like kept, you know, I just was all like, of these end up with Grandma dead. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing wrong? I, I by the way, <laughs> want to apologize Why? for that. Yeah, it's okay. Oh. She was old. Well, like at our wedding, someone kind of screwed up the seating arrangement, and then 
all hell broke loose. Uh-oh. I don't know. If he- uh, For the record, it was Elisa's side of the family. Oh, jeez. You might not expect that. Basically, we put no, my, I didn't, my uncle I didn't at a table that. where he was with people his age, and he wanted to sit with people younger than him. <laughs> and he just sat down at a table with like my our friends, and, the, and he didn't know anyone. And then... Everyone at the venue tried like, to get him to leave? move, and he wouldn't. He wouldn't. So I think, um, actually, Lauren ended up sitting with my family. <laughs> and, oh yeah, she got along very the well. The perfect person yeah. for that because can she talk could to anybody. Talk to anyone. Yeah. So it actually worked out really, really well. They cut back to the mural room. CJ has a question about should I bump the House Whip or the Senate Whip? Donna takes it over to the guys. They say the house whip, and they say why, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, what am I supposed to tell the house whip? And Sam goes, if he doesn't like it, he can kiss me. <laughs> That's his response? So yes, it's like two, please. Two things. <laughs> Sam was just like, it's late night. I think we can face it. Like, we all get horny, folks. You know? Yeah, and make like, a fire. He's feeling in touch with yeah, nature. I'm he's pretty hot right he, now. He tries to bait Donna into confirming that she thinks he's cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that she's later like, not, yeah. not gonna work and he like just exits the scene there's like a funny thing with sam and josh could you possibly get us some dried leaves yeah i'll just run out to the forest and be right back you know what you think she's being sarcastic yeah i don't think she's getting the leaves you know what we could use newspaper see this is what i'm talking about this is teamwork <laughs> it really is these guys have <laughs> never built a fire yeah okay this is not fire folks it's it's it, it's such a bad idea from the start are you, you're a fire folk though yeah oh, <laughs> i know i know like for example if i built a fire in the white house mm-hmm. most people that know me would be like that's not good <laughs> you shouldn't have done that at all yeah you know I don't know if you could even build a fire, though. You put them in a teepee. Yeah. Standing three sticks on end and slanting them to a common center. Isn't that a tripod? Yeah, but you just thought you'd say more words? Yeah. What? You just make a little... Are you talking about three woods uh, touching tips? Yeah, you do three woods. And then you just get some leaves. Um, The teepee thing is, like, later. No, that wasn't a scene. Well, no, I mean... Oh, that's at the top. Yeah, you kindle. You get your Kindle, get a nice little fire, then you teepee. I was a Cub Scout. Bad one? Did something happen to you? What rank did you get to? <laughs> Cub. Is that a, is that the rank? That's like the lowest. Yeah. I was a brownie for a day. A day? <laughs> Literally. What happened? I was in it for the uniform and thought it was real cute. It was. Did you keep and... that uniform? Yeah. Oh, yes, I did. It's a hot little. I purchased that's that That's a hot uniform. little uniform. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We just high five. It's nice. <laughs> You saw you saw that? <laughs> no. Yeah. It would That's fit nice. on like, it's a hottie. like That's a little hot my number. ankle now. Yeah. That thing wouldn't even fit on our Is that what you cat. guys saw uh, high five, Jay? That's what I thought it was. Could she bust that thing out? Boom. Boom. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> let me get that cookie. Yeah. We have Girl Scout cookies in there. All right. You can order them on the internet now. I know. You, you don't, don't need, need Girl Scouts Girl anymore. Scout. Well, no, you should do it. They have to give you a link. But yeah. Uh. <laughs> Wait, really? It's like tied to a specific Girl Scout. Oh. They basically have like their own little websites now. Like Still need the girls. So like I bought cookies from my boss's daughter oh. on the internet. Oh, I flat out refused to do that. 
I do it the old-fashioned way. I knew someone in my office. The shipping is expensive. You know, it's just really important to introduce our children to multi-level marketing at as early an age as possible. (laughs) They cut over to CJ, and she's like, okay, we did it. Here's our seating chart. It's all settled. Toby comes in, and he's like, "Uh uh-oh. What? Missed one. Who? Take a look. I'm looking. It'll happen. Okay, guys. You know what we did? We forgot the president. There it is. Numero uno. The big cheese. Big boss man. I mean, the big theme of this intro is like, everybody's an idiot, yeah. right? Like, forgot the president. A bunch of dummies. They're cold. You can't think when your brain's that cold. Okay. Why is it so cold in the White House? Don't they have the, the AC? Broke. Did they get into that? Uh, they just said the heating went out. They were working on it or something. It was pretty light explanation. And then they smell the fire. They go run over to the other room. Sam reads the plaque on the wall. You guys plaque readers? Oh, big plaque reader. I read everything. What? I'm a big plaque reader. If you go somewhere and there's a statue with a big hunk of text on it, do you read the text? No. What else are you going to do with your eyes? <laughs> Who does it? What, you what's would, the point? Why look at your companions? <laughs> but it's there for you to read it. There's some reason it's there. That guy probably fought in some war. But they're and telling died. It's almost always a guy. <laughs> I mean, be, if I'm actually honest. interested yeah. in who it statues. is. But they all look the same. All plaques? The, all the plaques. But yeah. the reason that's because you it's don't... It's a plaque. Like, if you go to Bryant it's Park... It's got those squiggly marks all over it. <laughs> and they've got the dude that Bryant Park is named after. Bryant? Yeah. Mr. Mr. Park? Mr. Bryant. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Don't you want to read about him? Are you sure he's not Korean? You know what? I can do Park? that on the plaque of Wikipedia. <laughs> But you wouldn't even know what to look up if you didn't look at the plaque. That's not true. I would know on a map that I'm at Bryant Park, and then I'd be like, who's Bryant Park? Lane Bryant? Yeah. Isn't that a clothing company? Yeah. I knew that. It's plus size. Wow. I didn't know. I'd never been there. So the the flu of the fire chimney. I was trying <laughs> to think chimney. of a flu line. I laid there falling asleep trying to think of a flu line. Yeah, the flu has been well like a shot. flu shot or a flu flu, you know, flu shot flu. Nothing good. That works. Nothing good. And then one of there's a little there's a Teddy Roosevelt bust on the mantle that I I really want. So that's my prop that I'm going to take out of the show this week when I, when I'm reaching <laughs> into the television. And then Charlie comes in and he's like, "Y'all, I got to wake up the president at the smoke alarms go off. What the fuck are you burning things inside of the White House for?" Of course, goes off. And then there's a pretty great little gag with the president where he opens the door and he's like, what is it? And he said, what? He says the thing that you'll play now. Yeah. What, Mr. President? You know, you told me not to wake you up unless the building was on fire. Ah. (laughs) 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 We're not done. (laughs) (laughs) You good? Uh, yeah, we're good. You good? Okay. Um, They take a really long time to even just like think about getting a fire extinguisher. Right? Yeah. It's like disturbing how everyone's just standing around while the whole room is smoking up. And then I also- mean, it could have just been wet wood. No. It's a slow drying wood. Yeah, it's a slow drying. <laughs> They're idiots. <laughs> They're so dumb. And then they said that the, you know, the fireplace was Andrew Johnson's from Andrew Johnson's presidency. Andrew Johnson. Well, they said he liked to sit in front of it and read. I read a fun fact that the West Wing hadn't even been constructed by the time of Andrew Johnson's No, it's his fireplace. It's just, yeah, they moved it. No, that's a mistake. They moved it. They moved it? They moved it. Of course they moved it. Of course. 
Why? Because they moved it. You think oh, they, right, because like, the West Wing I forget is... that there was an Andrew John, because there's an Andrew Jackson, yeah. and he's so much more bad that is you he? forget Andrew about Johnson's the- Andrew pretty terrible, too. Really? Was he bad, too? He what did he one, do? He was the one after Lincoln. He basically put like the Jim Crow laws into effect. Uh, that's really bad. He, like, What's fucked, with he fucked up Reconstruction. Andrews. Yeah. AJ's. Am I right, guys? Fuck them. <laughs> Andrews? AJ's. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember the Sopranos? Somebody took a still shot of there's an episode of the Sopranos where it's this really, it's the like intros to a scene and they show Carmela or Carmela is that her name? The, is she the one that's in this episode? She's the mom. Oh my god! No, it looks like her. It's not Jason the same person. Jason made this mistake too. Edie Falco and Felicity Huffman are not the same person. Oh my <laughs> god, they could be. But she's sitting there looking at a picture of AJ and she's drawing him. And you can see her picture freeze frame. If you freeze frame it, you can see her drawing, and it's like so it's fucking so awful. Bad. It looks like a, like a five year old's drawing. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. So then they go right into the credits on a on a laugh, which is a good way of doing that. Uh, come out of the credits. It's Toby and Leo, and they are. Toby's got a, a bee in his bonnet about how this leadership breakfast is going to go down. So with regard to the patient's bill of rights. We'll just be debating the things we agree on. Yeah. And raising the minimum wage? We won't be talking about that at all. No, we shouldn't because there's a chance it could lead to something. He has this sweetly idiotic notion in his head that we're in the room together. We got to get the people to talk and they're going to hash out their differences at this what room, is it full, of, all these room idiots? full of 100, 100 people yelling at each other is going to be for 15 minutes and we're going to sort out like whether insurance for poor people is a good idea or not. Like that's going to change anybody's mind. And Toby is just intent on this and he's going to burn the white house down if he has to over it. Toby is such an idiot in this episode. Yeah, it's, like, a, it's a weak premise to, to uh, guess where we need to go. Yeah. I mean, I, I do like this episode, but man, Toby, uh, so another podcast that a West wing uh, episode this week chapo trap house did oh. an episode on their premium feed about the west wing and they mostly complain about exactly this thing of like there's this mechanism in the west wing where if you win an argument you get a cookie that's the way matt christman said it <laughs> and like as if that's the way anything works in washington but like toby Whoa. is epitomizing that in this episode like if we just if we just explain to them why their position is wrong They'll agree with us. So what's interesting, though, is this episode actually undermines that premise, which I agree often exists in the West Wing, where the triumphant climax is just being right as opposed to having a, a, like a good outcome. But in this episode, the moral is, no, people are profiting off of stirring up shit, mm-hmm. and that in the end... Like that age is gone. Yeah, and every the other characters in this episode are not under that illusion at all. Yeah, like CJ's like, this isn't a meeting for that. This is a meeting so that we can take some photos, eat some pancakes, and everybody goes home at the end of the day. Ooh, <laughs> like I love the, pancakes. The but president says. Why that? is there just one cake that you're allowed to have at breakfast? There should be more There's corn cake types of cakes. Can- coffee cake? No, that's not. That's a, not a breakfast. That's not a breakfast. Well, excuse me. Oh, that's Your one of those excuse. like continental breakfast foods. What? Yeah, so what is this? Guys, a continental? Um, a muffin's every a cake. morning in my cafeteria no. at work, they have coffee cake. Don't that's try to a, tell me a muffin's not a cake. It's a, a little, muffin. It's is a cupcake. A, um, no, it's a it's freaking a bread. cupcake. It's a bread. No. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of like polenta slices. It's a cornbread. That's a like a corn cake, right? Cornbread? 
corn cake. That's a corn cake is different than a polenta what's, slice. What is, what's a corn cake then? Like it has cornmeal, right? That's what a polenta is. I, is polenta cornmeal? Yeah. yeah. It's just the Italian. I word. think there's sugar in cornbread. Yeah. And there's not sugar in polenta. That's true. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like this this mm-hmm. episode not only talks about the impotence of the the breakfast, but it also shows that the breakfast was not only just intended to be impotent and pointless, but was used maliciously by both sides to kind of like try to manipulate it's, the, the narrative. It's, it's politics. A, it's Illuminati propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, they, I'll get into that here because they... Um, so yeah, they walk into the Oval Office. Then they start saying, okay, here's what we agreed on so far. We will start referring to what the Republicans want the way they want it. So they want to call tax cuts tax relief, relief. or and, income enhancement. And, and we're going to, they're going to refer to this other thing the way we want to refer to it. So they're like mutually agreeing to these like Orwellian rebrandings of things mm-hmm. as a group so that they can like deceive the public yeah. <laughs> over stuff. And it, like, I got like such like a icky feeling and like that stuff must happen because of, of course. Yeah. But that's the whole thing. It's like, I can't remember who said it most recently, but it's kind of a prevalent point of view where it's like, it might've been Braden where, you know, all government is now is just when you campaign, you, you try to claim the most dire emergency and problem. And then when you're finally in office, you have to try to get credit for eliminating that problem. Oh yeah. That's the hyper normalization. Yeah. Yeah. And so just switching around the way you word the status quo, which is a safe and not very urgent status quo, so that when you're campaigning, you're characterizing it as this serious problem, and then when you're in office, nothing has changed, and you're just switching your way of talking about it, and now it sounds like you've solved the problem. That's the easiest way of doing that. Did you guys hear that China isn't a currency manipulator anymore? Thank yeah. God. Fixed it. For a while <laughs> they were doing... I kept on hearing about that. Yeah, for years it yeah. was happening. And, and then, then like in like a month, they Trump just, fixed it. It stopped. It's pretty great. To, yeah. Pretty impressive stuff. That's strong leadership. Though I've heard that we're hardening the... Like it used to be very... We used to be very soft on China where we call it China. Um, but now we're hardening a China. bit on China. So China. what do we call it now? China. 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 Oh, China. I like a China. I miss the China. Yeah. China. I like a yeah. I like a soft China. Yeah. So the president is firmly on the side of sanity here, and that this breakfast is not for convincing people of anything. And he says, "I don't want to be Officer Krupke at the end of the day." That's from a popular musical called West Side Story. It is. Do you know what that reference means, though? Yeah. What is Officer Krupke doing? There's a song about, hey, Officer Krupke, and then they say, Krupp, you. He's like breaking minorities' balls. Hey, Jason. Musical. Go Krupp yourself. Afraid he's going to start... If I'm wrong, he's an- anti snapping because that's yeah, how they fight. Yeah, he's like, "Whoa, no snapping!" <laughs> well, all the boys are going out to the pizza parlor, and Tony's out there, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! There's too many boys." So and then they sing a song in the morning. Hey, Officer Krupke, I'm down on my knees because this is a social disease, right? Remember that? And then it was like. Oh, you lovable scamps. Don't they uh, <laughs> they tie their wrists together and have a knife fight? 
It's called a rumble. Isn't there yeah. some sort of wordplay on depraved and deprived? Hey, he says I'm depraved on account of depraved. Yeah, they do that. Yeah. yeah. It's a musical. This sounds terrible. Yeah. No, it's funny. It's just Romeo and Juliet, guys. Hey, Officer Krupke. Krupp you. <laughs> At the they end, they say dun, that, dun. and he's like, "Oh, is that where that melody comes you from?" Kids, can they not? It curse? is in that. I don't know if it's uh, it's a musical, darling. But I think that's also where <laughs> came from. Crop, crop, crop. Sad trombone. Don't they curse in the <laughs> it, chorus line? He's a great character. <laughs> I don't know that one. I only know West Side when Story. When Sad Trombone dies, <laughs> I cried. <laughs> Who would be there to play? <laughs> When Sad Trombone dies. Oh, that That's was like beautiful. Sad Chewy. Sad so then at the end of the scene, um, Sam slips in a little seed of a plot line about... Anything else? An OMB efficiency expert has said we could free up much needed office space by moving the press room across the street. What else? Is this what Trump did? No, they haven't done the but they, they, still they, the same they place. talked about that. They always talk. There was about a news story. Oh, really? I, I I feel like it comes up, but maybe I only noticed it because I heard I've seen this episode. So I've never seen this episode, and I know that they were talking about now Trump wants to do this exact thing. Move it to the OMB. Oh, the OMB. Yeah. Yeah, we got that word. Next scene is Josh and Leo just go over to Leo's office, and Leo wants to check in on his son, Josh. And he's like, how you doing, buddy? Hey, yeah. son. You holding up? I bought, I bought you a bike. Yeah. And then Josh is fine. So that's they will never mention that Josh has mental issues ever again, I think. I think that, that was, was it? That was I think last? that was the one. He had one episode. And then Leo has a favor to ask of Josh. He needs to go to Ben and Sally's uh, famous ice cream bar in D.C. and go apologize to Karen Cahill, who is a Maureen Dowd-ish character right well she worked she writes for the times yeah i think she's marine dialed she's down like because leo said something to karen about her shoes and she's mad at him and josh has to go apologize on leo's behalf and offer to buy her shoes or something because that's all all uh any uh woman cares about yeah. is her this shoes. seems like a another veep plot line and then <laughs> it was just like oh like this guy fucks up, passes it on to this guy, pass it on to that guy. Like, everyone's just, like, they're so incompetent. They're just passing on their fuck-ups to the next lowest staffer. Until it wraps around yeah. at the end, which <laughs> was actually kind of funny, too. I thought it was interesting the way when Leo when Leo tells Josh about this, he goes, And what stupid-ass Irish thing did you say to Karen Cahill that you now need me to apologize for at Ben and Sally's like a little girl? Plug anything besides Irish into that sentence and, and see how that sounds. See, I Are thought... there stupid Irish things that you can say? Probably. Like like Blarney Stone. <laughs> of gold or something. Oh, I, I'm, I'm told you're not supposed to say top of the morning to ya. Why are you not supposed to say that? They don't say it and they don't like it. He corrected her on how to boil a potato. Yeah, it goes in the water, dummy. <laughs> and the water should be hot. Yeah. Josh is like, I need to go apologize like a little girl and... If you're going to go shoe shopping, isn't that going to make you look like a fig? <laughs> it's weird when he drops that. Yeah. Josh does a lot of weird things this episode. Yeah. But I thought that was like a callback to the PTSD episode. He was like kind of lashing out at Leo. But no, Leo's That's just like, why are, you, why are you like talking to me? He's like, why are you being a woman? Why are you disrespecting me? And then 
they go over to the Roosevelt room and a meeting with CJ and Carol and a new character, Anne Stark. She's new. Yeah. Okay, I thought maybe I forgot. Yeah, she's okay. essentially like a better version of Mandy. Much and, better. In character. But like Much she's kind of got the same like knowing, teasing aspects to her. Meeting was positive, friendly, frank, and productive. Well, this spicy bouquet that suggests a fine Merlot. Played is by this like Toby's ex or something? Like they they hinted that for sure. Okay. Um, played by Aaron Sorkin veteran Felicity Huffman. Because they uh, he talks about his ex with Leo. She is the lead of Sports Night or the female lead of Sports oh, Night. Yeah, yeah, that's how I know her. Good show. Um, she is uh William H Macy's uh oh yeah wife. yeah. She's uh, in some other stuff that you've probably seen. She's Felicity Huffman. She's the Huff. She's great. The Huff. Huffington Post, too. Founded that. <laughs> she did that. Pretty yeah. cool. Cool girl. Uh, she, she's also Nurse Jackie, right? Yeah, she did that, too. <laughs> yep. She's very Carmela Soprano. Yeah. There's going, you know, two, the two viable parties working together to present a unified front about how terrible they aren't to the american public like we just need to work together make make both of us look good everybody comes out looking clean no problems and then during the scene i was like but is that a bad thing that the parties do this is the central government projecting confidence and togetherness necessarily prop bad is propaganda necessarily bad i don't think that people okay there's a great line in this episode about something about without statesmanship, it's just political theater. Uh-huh. And that's what our politics are now. We are we don't really care anymore about whether they're actually solving problems, taking things seriously, trying to, you know, protect us. We just kind of take all of that for granted because we've been existing with a, a government that we perceive as incompetent or that we're kind of marketed is to, that it's incompetent for so long and our lives are still going around okay that we just are like you know what i don't really care i just want to be entertained i don't yeah, want to be it's, outraged it's jeff um, zuckers the guests on cnn are not real people they're actors in a drama yeah <laughs> they're playing roles and that they're they're not they're not going to be invited back if they don't make it an entertaining fight yeah and that's what our politicians are right so no one cares if they still do this if they still have the breakfast no one is covering it or caring about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, the twist at the end of this episode makes no sense in today's political climate. Right. Where it's like, oh, a, a congressman got a little rowdy at a press conference. Mm. <laughs> well, like, just, oh, well, my the, goodness. But the real punchline is, and I won't want to get to it yet, but why she, quote, unquote, takes her boss off the board. That is also that dumb. is a ridiculous premise yeah. now. And th- that wouldn't be the end game. The end game would be like the guy that starts the shit to begin with. Yeah. Like the uh, the Ted Cruz, like, I'm going to shut down the government thing. I do think in, like, a simpler time, the optics of having both parties have, like, a nice breakfast together and show, like, we're getting along could have been good to show that, like, our country is sort of functioning, like, well. And, yeah, it, feel, it feels like english parliamenty in a way yeah. <laughs> i don't know it seems like more optics for like other countries more than like our our own because we always know here that like we there's two sides well you know it's gotten so perverse that i bet you that like for obamacare and a couple of big legislative pushes that were successful you needed to recruit people on the other side of the aisle right 
Nowadays, if you wanted to meet with someone from the other party to actually discuss an issue and try to broker an agreement, you'd have to do it in secret. Because if the press got wind of the fact that you were actually going to talk to the other Both side, you, were get you, would, you would be torched. Yeah, like that's how bad it's gotten. You can't – You, it's actually the third rail of politics to try to be bipartisan. Remember the good old days when everybody would get together and – I'll be uh, terrible altogether. Tip and Ronnie uh, pouring a whistle pig. Uh, tip and Ron. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I uh, basically have a rule that every time I hear somebody bring them up, I have a drink. Chris Matthews is obsessed with these two. And I bet it never happened. <laughs> That's the thing. I bet they shared a whistle pig in their no, time. No, no. Like, like <laughs> their, their respective staff put them in a room together because they were both like basically suffering from dementia at that point. <laughs> Functional alcohol. And they just left yeah. them in there suffering and then de- when like his brains are rotting. Things. Yeah. They can play uh, checkers against each other. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what the Huff wants to do is she has some games she wants to play with the press conference. She's got a long game that she's playing. Yeah. If all goes well, we I should I got to stop you. Why in the briefing room? That's where I brief. The majority leader's briefing first and outside. You're doing it last in back of a podium and in front of a blue curtain with a big picture of the White House. And the majority leader will be doing it in front of the actual White House. No, he'll be doing it on the Capitol steps. Traditionally, these kinds of things are done in front of the White House. Traditionally, the person in my job has cared what's traditional. She's a game player, this Huff. CJ is not having it. CJ wants to look like the boss. Um, Huff, no. (laughs) And then uh, Toby pops his head in, says, let me talk to her. And then they set up like a breakfast meeting that's like, Planning because they're around. former lovers. Then we better meet on this. Breakfast tomorrow. What should I wear? I don't give a damn. I've heard different. Oh. I heard you want me to wear nothing to breakfast. Adulting. CJ, I think, sees... Uh, she's got her They Live goggles on to see Felicity Huffman's true form. But to- Toby just sees that massive blonde hair on top of her head. Yeah, it's a lot blinded of hair. Blinded by it. It's a lot of hair. Helmet hair. Yeah. After that is Sam and Donna. This is where Sam is kind of talks about the, the uh, press briefing room thing, and he says, Did you know there's a swimming pool underneath the press briefing room? I didn't. There's a swimming pool underneath there. And I'll tell you what else. True story. True story. Who uses it? Originally, it was FDR put it in. For himself? Well, they like raised money so the fdr didn't have to go to like georgia nice. all the time for for his uh for his little legs or whatever yeah for his little, for his little, his little leg issue yeah. he, <laughs> so he liked to swim because it made him feel good and they were like oh we'll just put a pool here for you yeah why don't they use it well they put a press room over it bam didn't use uh, it he's a swimmer so there's a couple his, there's a couple milestones so fdr put it in stayed the same kennedy's father kennedy and, fucked in it Oh, for sure. And then his dad like put like a big mural up, so he could fuck too. Of him yeah. fucking, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. And then Nixon is the one who installed the press briefing room. Yeah, out he of don't like, fuck. well, I bet he did. Nah, he don't fuck. <laughs> out of pressure of seeming too Seaman? closed. <laughs> well, this was like a Roger Ailes kind of thing. I bet. Yeah. He was the press advisor for, uh, I guy. guess, Nixon and uh, and then Reagan. Oh, that it like looks like a win, but we don't actually really give up anything. Maybe. Well, no, like he. I think that that Roger Ailes pioneered the press is sort of like like acts. We're doling out access in order for implicit favorable coverage, kind mm-hmm. of 
thing. I was watching some kind of news program the other day. It was like about uh, some Asian nation, and then they showed a bit of their uh, of their like newspaper, and it was like gate. They were using gate. Huh. They were using the gate suffix for their own scandals, and that's just a shame. Have you guys seen Oliver Stone's Nixon? It's really good. Is it Anthony Hopkins? Is, if, oh, if Anthony Hopkins not in it, I'm Maybe. not going it. It's really, Nixon. really good. And I say it's much better than JFK. Why getting on a kick of like, making movies about presidents? He has like seven of yeah, them Yeah, what's now. his deal? I don't think he really does. Because it's JFK like, wasn't about JFK. It was about the, the assassination. But he made JFK. He made W. He made W. That's true. He made, he made W. He made Nixon. He made Nixon. He's got a trend. That's three. But w is a lot more naturalistic Three's than Nixon. Nixon well, is like a surreal, paranoid... Like nightmare, like it's a, a, the a way that he depicts fear and loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> there are scenes that are like fully surreal, and it's it's awesome. It's so good. The way he depicts like the like the intelligence apparatus in the seventies is very kind. It like accurately conveys how terrifying it's the like CIA the conversation kind of. Well, it's like microphones in the walls. It's like the elected officials were terrified of the CIA, who was basically operating like. Without any oversight. Ah, oh, good thing they fixed that. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but that's when that really started to run rampant. Is that movie over three hours long? It's about three hours. Josh has since uh, his Leo meeting pawned off these this thing he's supposed to do for Leo on to he's S- just passing Sam. the buck. Well, he's supposed to ask. He said, "Can I get Sam to do it?" And Leo's like, "Yeah, whatever." And then he doesn't even bother to ask sam he gets don had asked sam for him <laughs> and then sam gets all clammed up because i don't do well with karen why i get nervous what happens i become unimpressive in what way in many ways you think she's foxy in many ways um well sam's really thinking with his dick this episode so. yeah she's yeah. probably got the fox so he's got he's What's gonna the sexiest animal <laughs> No, we could move on. Human lady. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a safe choice. Um, Like an ostrich? I think you're right. Sexy? You Look have a type, please. They seem dusty. Feathers for dusty. days. And that that booty. <laughs> oh, my God. So big. Oh. So big. <laughs> I'm really understanding our relationship. What about, what about that, uh, that raccoon that was going around on Twitter a few weeks ago? <laughs> that dumb, thick raccoon. So dumb. Maybe like a gorilla with like a big chest, like a big sexy chest, like a big old sexy gorilla chest. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just wondering. Whatever. We no, can move like, on. I was just wondering. But okay, but if you really want to take this question seriously, you'd have to ask yourself like, okay, you're the last surviving human. Just but, anim- but animals are fine. <laughs> animals are still there. At a certain point, would you contemplate bestiality? And if so... Which Where animal, do you start? Which animal would you start Where with? Where do you start? No, yeah. I don't think it has to be like Where do you that. Start? It could just be like, what animal do you see? And you're like, I can yeah. have sex right now. I would. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. Which <laughs> I animal just turns you on? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hit it. For Brayden, it's obviously a big chested gorilla. No, oh, well, I was just throwing <laughs> that out. I wasn't saying. I was just throwing that out. Toby and Leo is after that. Um, <laughs> Toby uh, is just being an idiot here some more. He's like, we got to talk about the thing that is not going to change. And then, then he complains about it. He's like, this is just like my ex-wife. I could have been two years younger right now. I, Toby runs his breakfast date by Leo. And Leo's like, I don't know about this. And Toby's like, listen, man. We used to, you yeah. know. I know her a little. 
Leo's like, hell yes. Ah, Go on that meeting. This is going to turn out great. I just want to signpost that this is the only scene where Leo provides any input to Toby about his interactions with the Huff. Oh, and later he takes all this credit yeah, for la- it. Later yeah, later he, he like takes the biggest I told you so out of anyone. Yeah. He's like, I don't think you should do that. He's like, listen, man, she likes the D, the Zeeg. <laughs> and, and then he's like, okay, you should do this then. This sounds like a great idea. She want to slice a piece up this Toblerone. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what he calls his wiener. Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's all triangle uh-huh. pointy. Yeah. It's chunky. <laughs> and like segmented. It's chunky. <laughs> And then they cut right to the the breakfast date. So we're next morning now. Um, they play this little game about like I got you a present. It's a bottle of New Hampshire maple syrup. Oh, we didn't mention the maple syrup thing. The, yeah, the, the president air- likes it. We're having Vermont maple syrup. What the hell are we doing serving Vermont maple syrup? Obviously, nobody cares about if it's from Vermont. Are you from the flipped over state or the other flipped? It's like it's stupid. They're the same state. Well, also, isn't but they're upside combined. down. They should just combine them. It's just the same state, but upside down. We don't care. And isn't Vermont more known for maple syrup? I don't care. It's the just... same. Elise, are you hearing my argument? I, it, I it's think the it same is. state. Okay, but isn't it more known for their maple syrup? I think so. Canada. Oh, Canada maple Canada's syrup. Canada's They got the strategic reserve there. Yeah. yeah. We talked about last time. They don't get much done in this scene. It's just mostly... Um, <laughs> that's true. In this episode, they don't do anything. It's like really awkward flirting. Yeah, it's just... Give me my syrup back. Are you ready to order? He's going to need syrup. I have syrup here, but he doesn't have any. Do they clarify their relationship later? They've done it with each what, other. That, the scene with Leo is 100% confirmation. He's like, listen, we have a history. And he like, he like literally like raises his eyebrows. Even in this show, that can mean like a kiss on the cheek and just holding hands real hard. What did you yeah. think? Okay, you think kiss no, on the Toby's cheek. Toby's a star fucker. Jason. You think he fucked a sh- his star? star? He fucked her. He's a star fucker. He slept with a... a well, Starfish? okay, I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, Wait, do we already know about Toby's ex? Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. She was the... Well, pop. he got she divorced. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. So he's a star fucker. He's, he likes to sleep with political... Politicos. Political okay. politicos. So he... Okay. Yeah. What's I think it's what it is. What it says it is. People who like celebrities. You're, you're impressed by celebrity. But they're not celebrities. They're... In D.C. they are. Do you think people called Toby are all like, Toby or non-Toby? <laughs> yes. So then CJ and Sam is after that. You got my note. About moving the press room to the OEOB. Yeah. I did. And? Don't let anyone ever know that you wrote it and don't ever mention it again under any circumstances. Moving the... Sam talks to Josh after that, says, can we squeeze a question onto the poll we're putting out tonight i want to prove to cj that nobody actually cares about this and that's going to set up a thing for later i and don't care about this does it matter i don't think it really matters does it but really I, matter if they're I across get, the street or they're there they're there do you think what the, does it matter do you think the press wouldn't lose their minds over this though? okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a perfect example so in my office my boss, who's a board member, senior partner, my boss, division, he's in the corner office, right? Makes sense. And then we have this really, really, really long hallway, and everyone sits along this hallway in their offices. I, when I first started there, I was like the bottom of the totem pole. I have a tiny, tiny, tiny little office, but it's like two offices away from my boss's office. Many times they've offered me a much bigger, nicer office. 
but it's further away from sometimes only a couple of offices away from my current office. I will never agree to any office that is further away from my bosses. And the reason why is because, first of all, I hear everything. Because you love him. Like, I hear everything. I smell everything. I smell everything. I get Mm -hmm. all of the gossip and information that I need by just being within earshot of my boss's office. How does it smell? Like a crisp dollar bill. Ugh. So gross. I got two crisp dollar bills as change today from buying like a bagel or something, and it was great. There is something to say for being in proximity when your job is to like pick up on all of the like gossip and information trading. Yeah, I prefer being closer to my boss. I used to be closer to my boss. Then we did a a seat change. And when you're closer in proximity, you're you're closer emotionally. You're literally in the mix. Yeah. Yes. Now I'm like too far. He's always like, oh, what What are you hearing? It's like, can't talk to anybody because it's like he just assumes I'm talking to him and I'm not, Barry. I love you, but I'm not. God damn it. I'm not. (laughs) And then Sam talks about how he met Karen last night, uh, fixed the whole thing. Um, They had a great conversation about the difference between Kyrgyzstan and Kazakhstan. Are those both real countries? Yeah. And I think one of them. Just making sure. No, I knew that. I knew it. Is one of those the Borat one? Yeah. Yeah. Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. And Kyrgyzstan. The other one's real poor, apparently. They don't have pots. I think it's one of those, like, eagle hunter. China countries. Yeah. Like, it's on the steps. Yeah. They're stepping it. Yeah. Yeah, they're out stepping. So then after that is Toby and... And they talk about the minimum wage thing a little bit. What's up with, uh, uh, like, economics? Like... Oh boy. Is minimum wage good or is it bad? What why are why do you have some like esteemed economists who say it's actually very good for the economy and some who say actually it's bad for the economy? Like why how like what's the metric to decide who knows what they're talking about on the economy? Cuz obviously some people say this and some people say that. Like, why? I can answer that question for you, but you may not want to hear like a fact. I absolutely do not want to hear you say anything. Okay. Thank you. But there is an answer you should look at. No, I don't. But that's what's, fine. What's the answer? I want to hear. Okay. If you pay a person for their full-time labor and in their local economy, the wage they are able to get according to market forces is insufficient to satisfy the needs that they have that the society is unwilling to provide for them, meaning the values don't align with the self-sufficiency based on a full days of work, then the wage is, the, the, the business model is unable to support itself without- I'm sorry, I fell asleep because you weren't <laughs> answering my question. Without public services. So okay. for example, yeah. Walmart pays okay. a minimum wage. Love but it. that minimum wage puts a person below the poverty line right. such that we've chosen as not a society good. to provide not good welfare benefits because people are working. So the government ma- pays for that? Making so right. We're subsidizing Walmart's business Pub- we're model. Subsidizing which public is corporations? Otherwise unsustainable. Oh. Why do we do that? Their own workers wouldn't be able to afford to So we should raise them away. So so a higher minimum wage a a more Equitable minimum wage would be somewhere where the government doesn't have to step in to... If we were in a pure laissez-faire society where we didn't provide any government benefits and we didn't care if people were just starving on the street because they didn't have their stuff taken care of financially, then it wouldn't matter. 
but we don't. We live in a society that cares enough of, and and has enough empathy, or at least did, to suffer along with people that we see suffering around us that we've decided to put in place certain safety nets that protect people. But if we allow a person to work for a full day, full time, and still not make enough money to pay for their own basic needs and therefore rely on government benefits, then we are effectively subsidizing the wage. So do we need a minimum wage or not? Yes, we need a minimum wage that but why makes do it some so that people wanna... say minimum wage is bad. Well, you know, some economists say if you raise the minimum wage, uh, small businesses... This is what the Huff says in the Right, scene. the Huff, yeah. They're not going to be able to pay, and right. they're going to suffer. Right, so that's, a, that's like a moral economic argument where it's like, look, there are certain businesses out there that could only make ends meet if they could pay their employees x nothing and once you cross that threshold that's a bad business you're, model you're pricing out businesses from even existing that couldn't exist but unless labor ways, cost x there's other ways to help small businesses like that but so also that we but also but my properly. argument is that those businesses can't survive those businesses those are bad businesses don't generate enough value to be able to have an overhead that involves paying a, a full-time employee a living wage. Right. You're just asking a business to have a bunch of cheap labor. Basically. It's like, I could really start a business digging ditches if everyone worked for one cent a day. And you're pricing me out by not allowing me to pay someone one cent a day. And it's like, well, no, that's just not a viable business model because you can't actually pay a person who uses all of their free time to work the money they need in order to sustain their own life. What if slaves were legal, though? Right. Well, then you could have other small businesses that could enter the marketplace. So that's I think that's cool. it's really just a question of whether you're going to have this sort of like a priori moral position of, listen, there shouldn't be any the government picking winners and losers, and the market should dictate what the cost of an hour of labor is, and whatever people are willing to take in order to work, that's fine, and you're artificially sort of inflating this th- this entry threshold for business by increasing the minimum wage above the market level. And then the counter argument to that is You're seeing people... like a lot of words, but you're not really explaining to me like either raising the minimum wage to a certain point is good for the economy or it's bad for the economy. Why are some people who have gone to school for this or paid to be economists, they say it's good. Some say it's bad. I don't think many people nowadays that have a lot of influence argue that there shouldn't be any minimum wage. I think you might see like some people say like ideally that should be the thing, but you don't see I don't see anybody proposing getting rid of the minimum wage anymore. <laughs> so so here's the thing. What's good for the economy? It's a super loaded question. That's like what's what's morally good, right? You could have like a a like a 10-year long argument about that issue. I don't want to What's economically good is ultimately something that collapses into political questions about values and morals and what we and ought to do as a society. So, like, there's so many other factors to consider beyond just minimum wage. If you're talking about raising or lowering it, that you, that would get affected. So you can like, you can balance if re, if people say raising the minimum wage is bad, then you can like balance it out on another end. If you have to, you know, it, it, it's just such a it's or, such a broad moral question. So it's like it's a lot just, of I think you're like just talking about minimum wage is like having like a microscope on like sure, one but, small but part. But all of, of these issues and even a broader macroeconomic conversation collapse into like, OK, what about income inequality? Is income inequality a bad thing for the economy? And some people will say no. If the purpose of the economy is to 
incentivize as much human progress, innovation, creativity, advancement as quickly as possible so that we modernize and innovate and and revolutionize as quickly as we possibly can as a human race, then income inequality is a great thing because as long as market forces align with demand, you're incentivizing people with enormous financial benefits to set themselves apart from the average person. See, I want to make more money. Right. Personally. Right. That's my thing. Right. That's my unique thing that I'm <laughs> like. That's, that's what you happen to pr- prefer. Yeah. yeah. Some people like. So you're saying you're dancing, about that paper. Like yeah, yeah. Money. I'm about that life. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you think that dangling that carrot out for everyone. I don't dangle the carrot out for just anyone. Making it so that 80% of the population is very poor compared mm. to the upper 20% no, 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 of the population. No. no, 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 no. no. I think a 50-50. Then income inequality Maybe is a like great a 50/50. thing. Maybe 50-50. Well, if you do 50-50, how do you enforce that? With a gun. <laughs> I don't know if that really provides the right incentives. Wow, me. I just shot you then. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but then I couldn't produce all oh, the valuable you're dead now. stuff. Sorry, all, you're I couldn't dead say now. all the valuable okay. words for you anymore, could You're I? dead now. So they don't even broach anything approaching this argument in this episode. No. They are arguing over... Whether, whether we, to we even agree talk on the, about things, they, we agree on the exact minimum wage. You want it, the Republicans want it over thirty six months. We want it over twenty four months. That's the argument in this episode. We've already talked about more than what they talked about. Is it? Is it? <laughs> it just Gone makes it seem like government is a bunch of do deal. No, it's not that. No, it's that. There is an interesting conversation that okay. we could have where reasonable minds could disagree and try to work out a compromise, but most of the people you are trying to market to don't know what the hell any of this means. And until people are educated enough to be able to engage in the conversation at the at the cutting edge... You think it's an education problem? 100%. There's... If you try to have this conversation as a politician and go, see everyone, I'm on the side of like... You know, Keynesian economics. People are like, ah, you're just making. Wow, people are like, I'm more of an Austrian. They're like, why are you making me feel so stupid, sir? How dare you? Well, it's also your education. You're trying to make me feel inferior. Don't don't you want to get ground up in the fucking bone grinder so that humanity, so that the robber barons can have like faster helicopters? Right, but that 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 inflammatory. A uh, populist message doesn't translate true, into though. specific policy, though. Like, what do you do in order to curb the power of the robber barons? Tax Kill them, them all? Tax them more and have a minimum wage. Yeah, but if you tax them more, they're just going to find more ways of evading taxes, which just is what they do right them. now. Just the tax, tax them more. Tax then the, tax, tax them tax more. Tax the yeah. Yeah. Then, then you're going to have to pay the regulators no. so much more money than they no. can make in the private sector as tax evasion consultants. The Which is French, what happens right now. The French, there will be the people. French found a pretty good solution, and right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Other than violence, Guillotine? which maybe is the only answer, although I'm not saying that seriously. What kind of am? I think there's cake um, involved in that, though. So I'm yeah. All for it. yeah. Oh my god, love it. <laughs> Endorse. In in the arguments about this minimum wage thing, Toby has a threat towards the Huff. We have the votes, and you know it. Well, having the votes doesn't matter that much if the leader decides there isn't going to be a vote. There is going to be a vote, straight up or down, and if there isn't, we'll offer the wage hike as an amendment on everything that moves. Say that again? 
they call attention to the quote and they bring it up it comes up later she makes a deal for the thing that she was arguing with cj about the press conference staging and she actually like pushes it even farther than what she was talking about with cj in exchange for letting whoever i don't even know who's making these arguments but like we can have 15 minutes to talk about the litigation shield on the patient's bill of rights in the breakfast it's like the worst thing to give up anything this is the for. worst deal yeah to- toby in the history of Toby's deals a dummy here so i don't even understand what this is though right because what okay the litigation shield the patient shield is this something that the democrats are advocating for what is do we know what no, the patient's they, bill they of rights is is this a like a okay then that thing? makes sense that makes sense this is just tort reform patient's bill of rights is just tort reform. no it's well, not the patient, even healthcare? patient's bill of rights is a healthcare thing but they, the argument specifically in this episode was Republicans want to make it so that these patients bill of right things are not like legally binding things that you can sue insurance providers and doctors over. Is this like an Obamacare thing? There was actually a thing called the patients bill of rights in the 90s. And that's I mean, obviously, that's what it's referring to here. But like it basically is like it's similar. I think it's like the pre-existing conditions yeah. type thing. It's yeah. like rules around how you have to be treated. It's like if you go to a hospital, you can't like be turned away. Yeah, you got to get the turn your head and cough no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get that that nut grab. Yeah. Baby. But like, and and what the Democrats are saying is like if they don't. T- grab your nuts you can sue them you're sued and then the republicans are saying like i don't know that seems like a lot and for so ages that's what they want to argue about and toby has it in his head that if if only over this breakfast we could talk about this for 15 what minutes what is wrong with this man <laughs> yeah, i look i love breakfast i don't want anybody to think <laughs> uh otherwise but th- you don't just talk to people you destroy them you can't yeah. just talk to people people don't just talk it's yeah, you need to put political pressure on them, yeah, not you don't like talk. appeal to their. You want to talk? You know, there's no talk. So after that's Charlie and the president, and they are going over the toast that the president's going to give that Sam wrote. The president is very amused by it. It's kind of got a little uh, Obama red state blue state thing to it at the end. Spend so much time demonizing the other side, treating our opponents as if they were threatening strangers with whom we share nothing in common. That we've lost sight, perhaps, of the greater truths. Yeah, I wrote lol at that. <laughs> is that true? Like, I get, like, we have, like, five hand fingers on each. I got that wrong. Can we do that again? We have five hands on we each We have finger. five hands. Like, is there, is that true that there's more than United States? I mean, like, it depends on what you consider, like, the baseline. Yeah. I always think about, I mean, this, like, thing about the parties, like, agreeing on the message and how they're going to frame things. It's like, how is it possible that every single thing is something I disagree. So how is that? They like, they manufacture and, and not only, that. Not only me, but like literally half the country ish disagrees on ninety five percent of things. With is it like do we only put things? Do, do we so agree on everything that the only things we're talking about are the yes. things we explicitly disagree on? Okay, no one needs to make a law that you shouldn't eat your own shit. I disagree. Think there's like a I can think of probably an unlimited number of things but that you know we're all what, like though? that goes without saying. Like if someone if like the Democrats did make a law that you shouldn't eat your own shit, then the Republicans would be like, We have a right that's to eat big, our own that's shit. That's big government. Yeah. yeah. And then it would become no, but that's, if there's no like, other humans around, you can fuck about. gorillas. But everybody all, agrees with that. All, all of that <laughs> all of that is just marketing, right? Like like you can fundraise off of saying this is a slippery slope to like death you know this is a slippery slope slope to like big brother this is a slippery slope to whatever and 
you know, that's a lot of, that's really what a lot of these political arguments are. It's like the Democrats want to like do some incredibly innocuous thing. They want to take away your baby's guns. Right. But that's just a death panel. Yeah. You know, and then you're like raising money off of it. Contrary. Like, but no, they're raising money off of it. Yeah. But then they need to raise money. The entire art, the entire debate around politics though. Becomes right. only highlighting those differences because they're raising money off. They have to raise money, so they yeah. they just have to talk constantly, keep people in such a worked up state that they're willing to give money to people. And it's not just like the average guy, right? They have to be so convincing that they have to work up some rich guy who's willing to give the maximum two thousand dollar personal you know donation Can you to the campaign. Giving money to anybody, <laughs> not not. not it, yeah. A politician, like a politician, not just anyone. It's no, not like your doctor. Anybody. I mean, anybody. <laughs> a politician. Like, you don't have to, but you do. <laughs> and $2,000. I think sorry, that's the on, cap, right? 2500 I think. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, okay. It shouldn't be so <laughs> that's expensive crazy. to be a politician. Then we'd have better politicians. And then the president says an interesting thing. He says, Did you know it's bad luck to toast with water? I didn't. Yeah, you don't want to make a toast with water. Should we go so from Greek mythology? I'm almost sure you lose your spirit. And I looked it up. It's, it is president was right. It's a Greek thing. Um, according to Greek mythology, the dead would always drink from the river Lethe in the depths of the underworld in order to forget their past corporeal lives. Yeah, look how that worked out for them, huh? As a result of this story, the huh. Greeks would always toast to the dead with their glasses filled with water to symbolize their voyage via the river to the underworld. So if somebody's alive... With their and you're water? To- well, beca- to the dead. So it's like, hey, I'm a- you're drinking water to forget your shitty past because you like got fucked by like the elders. The they, they probably culture. just had water back then. They didn't have all these well, fancy they had, they had wine. energy drinks Always we have wine. now. <laughs> they um, didn't have the monster. So if you if you toast with water, you're basically like wishing somebody death. I only toast with monster. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. good luck. Yeah. And then after that is Sam I and think Donna. That goes back to the Greeks briefly. <laughs> yeah. I drank. The Monster Energy Drink mm-hmm. every day. When? This was back in 06. I was going, I was working my construction gig. Do you have any like stomach lining left? Yeah, no, I wore that away. No, I would, I was doing my construction. Yeah, I work construction. Yeah. Laying pipe? No, no, but ah! the dudes, the dudes would talk about laying pipe. Yeah, the boys, <laughs> the boys, the meatheads, uh, they were talking about laying pipes. Yeah, they were talking about their sausage. Are construction yeah. workers as horrible as yes. they seem? Yeah, they play a lot of pipe. Do you get any uh, good slang from them? Laying pipe. Okay. They talked about the pipe a lot. They, they said like that. They literally talked about their pipe. Where this and is in Florida, it? though, right? Yeah. So in Florida, yeah. do construction workers still sound like New Yorkers? <laughs> there you? was one guy. He would always say, "Good enough for government work." And I thought that's Classic. New Yorker. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So next is Sam and Donna. He's Sam's still hung up on Karen Cahill. He thinks he said the wrong thing about the Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan. We didn't even talk about that. So uh, Sam said he said some, a thing. He said like I miss. He said Kyrgyzstan instead of Kazakhstan about where or some nuclear he? weapons. But he's not sure. But he's still hung up on it. And then he's got this little speech that he he's, he gives to Donna in in a Donna impression. 
for Donna to say to Karen mm. at this event that he knows that they're both going to. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go up to her. Hi, I'm Donna Moss. I don't know if you remember me. I'm Josh Lyman's assistant. He just had to come up to her because she knew she'd get a kick out of this. Sam Seaborn is being so cute. He was talking to you and he thinks he may have said Kyrgyzstan when he obviously meant Kazakhstan. Sam Seaborn's being so cute. It'd kill you. No. Thank you. Sam's being a real creep here. After that is Toby and CJ. He says, I moved the press conference. And CJ's like, what the hell? I didn't agree to that. Are you ordering me to move it to the hill? I don't like doing that. You're going to have to. Do it. CJ is great in this, this whole episode. But um, she's great in every episode. CJ's Sexy giraffe. Sexy giraffe. <laughs> That's <laughs> according to Amberly Frost. Uh, so can't take credit for that one but she yeah she, she go- blocked me on twitter really <laughs> really i have i'm blocked by a lot of people amber folks. i'm i'm block us and gossip did uh scott Bayou you block you no we're still cool oh, good. toby needs to learn at some point to start listening to cj maybe maybe by the end of this one it seems like he might have realized that but he he, he screwed it up here so after that is cj and that guy he's a reporter he's like is he Steve? BJ? It's BJ and CJ. Yeah. <laughs> together. It's the it's the like gray old gray kind of like fuddy looking reporter guy. Um where's Danny? First question. Yeah, he's this would have been a Danny scene. He's MIA. Any other. He's been gone. But there was this whole thing about like, I'm a White House reporter, baby. Wait, I ain't ever mean? leaving this building. Yeah. <laughs> and he hasn't been on the show in like six like uh, the whole season. He's got a thing that he some other reporter got a question about moving the press room in the poll. Like, the, literally, the reporter got called. And uh, so Sam's a yeah, trick. But not, a, not a cool pollster. Yeah, don't call a reporter. Not a cool Take, pollster. Block, blacklist those numbers. She starts watching. the. This is after the um, the breakfast now. I They've, mean, like, literally, jumped. a pollster wouldn't call a, a news reporter. Do you want to, like, we I think wouldn't I, use they, your polling anymore. I think anymore. they literally randomly dial the phone numbers. So it's like... It could be like they'll hit businesses and stuff. This it's out of, out of. Um, I imagine that they actually called the reporter. No, the reporter got. He was polled. Polled, yes. Oh, yeah. I uh, not that for some reason it wasn't even that guy. It was a second reporter. I assumed but... that the pollster was like, "Oh, I'll call this reporter and tell them about no, this the, poll question." Oh, the they reporter, were polled. The reporter got the poll Is that and what was we just all like, thought? "Did you yeah. thought they were polled?" Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah no, I thought right that. Answer. I also thought that. <laughs> because thought later that they try to calculate yeah, no, I was the odds there. of it. I was there. So then they start watching the press conference. This is after the breakfast and. Some other dude, not the majority leader, who, who Felicity dude? Huffman, some is, other white guy, is <laughs> is doing is taking reading a statement and is taking questions and stuff. And CJ is like, "Guys, it's time for some game theory." <laughs> she, said she took him off the board. Was it a balance thing? No, she didn't want balance. She wanted power. Maybe. Why'd she take her boss off? She the board? took him off the board, <laughs> but why does she do that? Does she want to bring out the king's knight? This is some twelve-dimensional chess going yeah, on. This episode, she's trying to work out why this happened. It's like, why? Did, why is he need there? Uh oh, get Henry back. Get me Henry. Henry. I've got Henry. What do you want? Henry, get home. Well, basically, just don't 
don't respond on the fly like that. Yeah. We need, we need I, time. I like that they keep talking about this Henry guy. <laughs> we never, never see Henry? We've never he's, met he's Henry before. He's the deputy communication. Yeah, no, this is the, the I deputy. think this is deputy, deputy press secretary. The deputy to the deputy. It's the guy that they, it's the role that they didn't hire Tad for. Uh, they promoted from within. Uh, promoted from within. But who the hell is Henry? Put him on the screen one time so we have some context of who this person is. As a site, like a, just a casting thing. So this guy, the guy's taking questions. He's like the whip or whatever. And some some reporter who's like, I'm from like the uh, right wing reactionary times. Uh, and I have this quote from a senior White House source that says Republicans are doo-doo heads and they want to take a shit on your bills. <laughs> OK, Republicans are doo-doo heads. So I just want to say. <laughs> and how do you respond to that? And the guy's like, uh, you know, I don't want to get into calling names. And then Corbin Burnson steps up. Oh, let me take this question. Yeah, I want to step into I'll it. I'll call some names. Uh, and he's he's from Major League. He's the third baseman. He's, ah. uh, he's from L.A. Law. No, we had you up Major League. Corbin Burnson. He's 80s uh, baseball drama. Yeah. Didn't we talk about this last time? Yeah, I love that oh movie. Oh, my God. Did we really? I've never seen Major I think League. It might have been in a pre-show, but I do love that movie. Okay. <laughs> I confused it with the one with... Uh, Two Men and a Baby? Madonna. A League of Their Own. A League of Their Minor. Yeah. Major League's a genuinely Majors. funny movie. Mm. I never Tra- saw it. Bad Tra- News Bears? Charlie Sheen. Charlie, is it? Wesley Snipes. Oh, this used to be... Okay. Wesley Snipes wrote a book yeah. about Tom vampire Berger. killing. Were you going to say it used to be your playground? Yeah, Wesley Snipes has written a book. Hold on, hold on. Tap, tap, tap. Wesley Snipes has written a book about vampire hunting. No. Because he was called? in the movie? Yeah, Bleed. Yeah. One, two, three, he's, four. Uh, he's the expert. <laughs> yeah, because he was in the movie, and now he's writing a book. Of like course, no, 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 no. It's okay. He has a co-writer. What's this, What's the book called? Is it not called Blade? Bad book. Sharp metal. It's called Bad book. Under jerks. <laughs> What's an under jerk? It's the uh, the like bad guys. Jerk someone under the table. You're gonna have to read to find out. So this is that scene we were talking about earlier, where it's. So Corbin Burnson's like, I don't have the morals that my colleague has. <laughs> uh, um, I am disappointed with the White House. Uh, this is disgraceful. I think the record should show that. Spitball contest was begun behind our backs through the press and before the 107th Congress was even gaveled into session. And they're like, oh my fucking God, we are ruined. <laughs> <laughs> he has just destroyed us. The and- Southern man is sad. Yeah. <laughs> With all due respect, I. I thought that there was a sense of decorum, but I was wrong. <laughs> and it's like the dramatic music flares up, and it's like, and Felicity Huffman's like, Yes, my plan is going according to plan. <laughs> the white man's grievance is aired. But this is only step one of the plan. Oh, step, yeah, step two is uh, that means that my boss, who wasn't at the press conference, gets to be president now. Well, no, gets to, gets to come in and after a week, after the news cycle finishes covering the conflict, and my, my boss gets to go, no, listen, everybody, let's come together. Republicans... Let's simmer down. Democrats, we hope that we can extend it all. Her, her boss is uh, Stick Stickly. Simmer down! <laughs> yeah, her, her boss gets to, gets to be the bipartisan hero. But that's what's so ridiculous. It's like, no, that would be a terrible thing. What Republican would be like, listen, I'm, I'm going to lead my party to like, like, you know, calling a truce with the Democrats. Yeah, I mean, they nominated McCain, but... <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much the death knell of that. Yeah, I just do not get that this is going to be like a story at all. But they they are mad, so Henry's got to come back ASAP. 
after that it's leo and pretty much everybody and they're like how do we respond to this and toby takes the blame for it leo says one of my favorite lines in the entire run of the series the year is one week old. The legislative session hasn't begun, and we can't put a fork full of waffles in our mouth without coughing up the ball. It's a pancake breakfast, bro. I know. They said pancakes, so now yeah. they're saying waffles. Is it yeah. pancakes? Is it waffles? Guess what, Leo? They're different. I think if a classy joint like the White House, you want to go waffle. What if you put pancake mix in a waffle maker? You, you can do that. They're interchangeable. Is that waffles? Or is it pancakes? No, no, no. Like, there's a lot of, like, mixes that are pancake and waffle mixes in one. Is I don't it, understand. Which is it, Is then? it the preparation is the defining factor, then? Waffle um, is a texture. Yeah. So, what other but, shapes can you make pancake batter into? A square, apparently. What do you mean? Waffle style. <laughs> you can make, like, So a, if you put pancake like a in a waffle, it becomes a, a waffle? Could I make, like, a... Yeah. Is it not still a pancake as well? Could I make, like, a 3D printer that's fed with pancake batter? That actually is a thing already. If you put pa- if you put pancake batter in <laughs> a waffle not. maker, oh, it's maybe it's pizza. It was like a th- oh, it's on a bagel. Any time we've already been through this. No, it's a three D printer that like makes pizza or something. Elise, mm-hmm. stop, stop talking about this bullshit. I'm asking you something very Sorry, important. What? If you put pancake mix mm-hmm. into a waffle maker, yes, does it cease to be pancake? Yeah, it's a what? <laughs> I don't believe you. Both yeah. things are named after the thing you make them in. A pan oh my cake. God. And a wa A waffle maker's made in a waffle maker. A waffle's made in a the, waffle maker. That's not what they call it. There's a thing called the pancake bot. It's yeah. a it's a 3D food printer that takes it has a tube of pancake batter mm-hmm. at the top of it. It's amazing you. looking. I want one. Yeah, but does it make waffles? It's basically a griddle with like a <laughs> a printer head over top of it and the cartridge. Like an auto pen. Yeah, it's like an auto pen for pancake batter on top of a griddle. An auto pen. we're not done it's it's more 2d i don't know they're saying 3d it's kind of flat looking i want like shapes that are like yeah perfect pancake consistency throughout i could just bite right into it well you know what you can do this doesn't isn't exactly I want that. like a Gundam made out of pancake but you can take pancake like a bunch of pancakes and stack them up with a frosting between them. Oh, and like put like a lathe. And now you have a cake. Do you need a lathe? <laughs> oh, and I could like put it on like a spinny thing. Yeah, and then you And can... then a ghost could come and caress me. And oh. We could yeah. shake the pancakes together. Yeah, you actually can't do it without the ghost <laughs> caressing you. Yeah, you need you. a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you, you actually don't need to spin. You that can sounds sexy it. as hell. But you do yeah. need a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Can I pick ghost as my animal? <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Swayze ghost in particular. <laughs> no, sure. I'll take it. Would it be a human ghost? Obviously, oh. only humans have ghosts. Obviously. Huh. They're the only ones with souls. Yeah. How do you feel about a, a gorilla duh. ghost? <laughs> a nice big chested gorilla ghost. <laughs> Is that sign language? Gorilla still alive? Coco. Oh, Coco, yeah. I'm more into rumps than chests. A big old, big old gorilla rump? Yeah. I think they're like... I think they you might be more into baboons. They got oh, like really... Go. Really muscular booties. That's what I was talking about. Sexiest animal. A gorilla. Yeah. I was just saying they're built, you know? Like, yeah, yeah like, like, I want to fuck that. It would be like like dating a bodybuilder, basically. Yeah. Which, everybody's dream. Which is cool. Yeah. Which is a cool thing. 
So Leo's like, they we need some, um, we need a plan here, guys. And they start playing like some big brain music in the background. I don't know if you guys noticed the background music. It's like, dollar minimum wage hike spread over two years. The Republicans wanted over three years. We're close to an agreement. It's really like Jeopardy-ish. Yeah, like break, like doing a math problem music. And I thought this was a cool scene. It's like spinning around them, and they're like. Oh, we could say this, but they're like pinging ideas off of each other. I, I, I think they, this was like a good, like, it made plotting a response to a PR problem seem exciting in the moment. And then they come up with like a zinger. Majority leader is tragically out of touch with the needs of real people. And why wasn't he at the podium? A sore throat? We know how tough that can be. Thank goodness he had health insurance. There it is. That's the soundbite. And that's the new story. And they're like, Okay, great. The, the, we're 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 saved now. We came up with a the insult comedy will get us through this tense moment. Yep. G- give me Lisa Lampanelli stat. <laughs> <laughs> so after that is Josh and Sam. Um, Josh is uh, workshopping a new catchphrase. It's it's really dumb. It's bad. Um, and then <laughs> what's Donna- the catchphrase? Can you say it? Uh, it's you can either get on the train, you can lay down on the tracks in front of it. <laughs> yeah, it's bad both ways. <laughs> and then. Donna hands Josh an envelope. Josh goes off. Donna and Sam start talking. She's like, I talked to Karen. Um, I cleared up your thing, but you know, she would she didn't even remember talking to you, basically. We had a great conversation though, and I think that we're gonna be best friends from now on. And then Josh comes back and he's like, Donna. I'm holding your underwear in my hand right now. I have your underwear. And he keeps he's cause that was what's in the note. Donna dropped her underwear somehow. I was curious about this because I'm a man and I don't wear panties, so I was wondering: Do, do, do panties stick? just yeah, fall off no. your body? <laughs> <laughs> do no. they just fall through your pants? They're snapaways like Adidas uh, sweatpants. Because my underwear pretty much always stay on, <laughs> pretty well on. Yeah, yeah, they're like on me. There's only been one time where, oh, like... <laughs> story time. Well, it's not even like a story where my underwear like began to fall fall off, off through your pants, and it was just because it was like it had lost its elasticity because. Mm. It was kind of older, and I was oh, wearing a dress. Oh, it was just dress, a wide, wide hips. Pants. Are you well, wide hips? The, no, the uh, <laughs> the panties were wide hipped. Yes, the panties were. I hate the word panties. I love it. it. I love the it. Underwear. No, multiple panties, not the just underwear. one. But it's a very condescending word. It's a sexy word I for underwear. It. No, it's like it's like the little pantettes. Oh, your little panties. Hey, Brandon, uh, don't get your panties in a twist about not saying the word panties. Let me tell you something. My panties are almost always in a twist. <laughs> That's why I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like a tight panty. No, but my pa- my no, but underwear has never fallen. This off. is this was they. Explained. Eric, have your underwears fallen off? You guys are missing. Jason, the, have no, your have you ever been well, where your underwear fell I mean, off? I've had I've had boxers that I like probably should have retired because the elastic and the waistband, and so they would kind of. That's like, the like, same answer that Elise gave. Your bullshit <laughs> <I've> elastic <laughs> answer. I've like I want hulked that. my way through a pair of underwear. One time. Why are they called pairs? One time, <laughs> I did a poo in my underwear. Yeah, at a party. At yeah. a party. So I just threw them in the backyard. 
Thank you. Do you remember that time where I, uh, I just threw him over in the backyard? The person who had the party the next day found Event? poopy panties no. in the backyard. <laughs> I threw them over the fence. So someone else. Yeah, someone else. That, yeah, that, that definitely like, happened. So this yeah. wasn't like the woods. Like someone. <laughs> oh no 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 no. Poopy panties. Yeah. In mm-hmm. the backyard. Yep. Yep. That's so th- they established that Donna dropped. The, it was the previous days because she wore the same pair of pants twice. No, it doesn't make sense. It so doesn't this is rationalize such it. a tortured so Donna, way of doing Donna's this. going home, but Sam and she's was like, just oh, ripping was off all the bottom, everything waist down is just coming off in one shoot as soon yeah. as she walks in the door <laughs> to keep the crease in her pants. Oh my gosh, I just thought of how this could happen. If she does take it all off at once and then. The yeah. underwear gets caught in the leg. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it no, but fall but out but still, usually when I take everything off at once, it's like. But then I put it one, all on. One different. part is in one leg. It's one like a bunch of ants leg. got inside. Yeah. How does it like cross over and get stuck in one leg? What's up with the crossover? Well, your underwear. Well, can, she like, well she put them on leg. the next day, and so like a toe got caught. But she didn't recognize it. Down she didn't realize that she wasn't putting on underwear. Yeah, and you don't feel an extra. Usually, pair of underwear. I will put on my underwear. I mean, what if separately. It's like a little. Pair, I will put like on the thong. underwear, then I will put on the pants. No, well, that's we, got, she did we that. got a really good look at him. I freeze framed it. Okay. And zoomed in, you know, yeah. <laughs> they were <laughs> they were ruffled, and, and Josh was very ruffled. interested in them. Josh very was ruffled. Josh was touching them. He a lot. He was feeling them like one of those Chinese like balls. Yeah. <laughs> I thought when he like kind of just like pushed him into his nose, that it was, was like a big weird. whiff. That, that was, was too like, much. Slid that I, for too me, far. that was too much. Yeah, I think you were watching a different different show, guys. <laughs> I did close my eyes. For and then a when few you put, seconds. and then when you put them You're in his man, mouth, Jason. I was like, "That's enough." Yeah, that's like that makes sense. That's her border borderline harassment. I get it. Borderline. Again, borderline. Not there yet. No, but yeah. if this happened to me in real life, I would never I would be put like panties in my mouth. Attention, everyone! Donna has given her panties to everyone so publicly. Donna's obviously like mortified, and then they leave, and like Josh is like out of it in the next scene. He's like looking back, and he's like not. He, Josh got like shook <laughs> by this experience. This is like Josh's special thing. This something like this kind of happened to me once. What? You Wait, which, were you too? the Don or the Josh? So I had loaned a female friend a DVD. This isn't go- where I thought it was going to go. And then I was like, "Hey, I want to watch that DVD," and she was like, "Okay, I know the story. Come pick this up from my dorm. I remember the story in college." And I picked up the bag of the DVD. It was in a plastic bag. I won't say the name. And I got home. But I know it. And I opened up the bag, and there was a big pink vibrator and the DVD in the bag. Dildo D. I think. So then I... No, you fucked up, bro. So then I didn't want to... That was an invitation. I I think I may have missed the invitation. But either way... Yeah, boy, you ever read a signal before, bro? That that friend was in my physics 2 class the next day. So I brought it in my backpack, and I was just like, listen, here's this bag. Don't even look in it right now. You'll be happy that you didn't. (laughs) And then she looked at it when she got home. How many times have you accidentally given your sex toy... To a beautiful woman. Wait, did she contact At you? At least you say Yeah, then, then she talked to me about it and we laughed about it. Uh, it was an accident? Yes. Okay. That's what I she claimed. Think, but I mean, it, yeah, like the, it was like, 
my goal in that moment was to try to minimize was that, that would the be embarrassment that she would experience. That would be a different goal for me. Can you me. tell us what movie it was? It was it was Human Nature. Pretty sure it was Human Nature. Michelle Gondry. Charlie Coffin. There is nudity in that. Yeah, it's a hot movie. That's not really... Uh, where do you put your sex toys afterwards? In your um, gift bag or <laughs> in my put, Mardi Gras bead? Is there where, any way bin? that you? Where do you put them during? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> is there any world in which your dildo ends up in your DVD collection? <laughs> your DVD collection. How does that? Is it yeah, that accidentally know. happen, ladies? Write in and tell us how. Your dildos. So there's Sam, CJ, and Josh. After that, they are they wrap up the press room thing, and this is where they're like, can we, can we calculate how astronomical those odds are? And CJ's like, shut the fuck up, guys. As CJ's going to the press room, there's a little pre-Studio 60 reference. So it's a Sorkinism. It's just like a classic Sorkinism. He says, eat them up. Eat them up. Which is like, you're going on stage. It's Aaron Sorkin's version of Break a Leg. And if you if you look for it, all the Aaron Sorkin things, they always say that anytime somebody's about to perform, eat them up, eat them up, folks. Um, and it was a, I thought that was a sweet moment. They they share Josh and CJ shared a little oh, okay. uh, little thing there. And then after that is uh, Toby and Ann. This is in Ann's office on in the Senate building, I believe. I don't know. And he says the uh, the I'm Casa sorry, Blanco, but does she have her shoes on the couch? It's her couch. Does she have her sneakers? On the couch. The decorum. The answer is yes. Is this something that you actually care about? Yes, I take my shoes off before I get on the couch. She has her sneakers on the couch. On the couch flesh. Her couch flesh is... Please don't say couch flesh. Okay, I'm just saying. She's (laughs) got the shoes on there. Couch is the sexiest furniture. Thank you, Eric. Toby says the line from Casablanca, the shocked, shocked line. That stupid line that old people think is funny. Yeah, there's gambling. And this, um, and then he's like, there used to be a time when a statesman would share a, oh, share a bourbon and uh, talk about issues like, like the minimum wage and uh, health care. And that's how we ended up at this fucking great place that we're at now. And now they <laughs> eat pancakes and jerk each other off under the table. Which I'm into, by the way. <laughs> I'm firmly behind. Are but you saying they make pants cakes? <laughs> they do make pants yes. cakes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And this is where they establish that the majority leader is running for president. When are you going to announce? Announce what? That he's running for president. I'm pretty sure we just did. Which seems like it's going to be a thing. Do we know who that is yet? No, and we, I don't think we ever learn. <laughs> Because okay. this is not a plot line that gets continued. Really? It definitely seems like they're signposting? It, it totally does, and it does not. Okay. Um, I don't think uh, Aaron Sorkin thinks more than uh, half a scene ahead of what he's going <laughs> to nope. do. Let and, Bartlett be, what were we going to let him be? Uh, Bartlett? Uh, I don't remember. Anymore. And then, um, at, so that's the end of that scene. That's the end of that whole little plot line with them. Yeah, she, to- Toby's got a foe that I'm pretty sure maybe never even shows up again, but at most a couple more episodes. Really? Uh, that lady's just gone? Toby's she's wife? Not, she's not a major character. Wow. Um, she seems like such a good character. She's great. And she's like, obviously like a, one of the better act guest actors they've had on here. Um, so then after that is Charlie, uh, the president and uh, Leo comes in halfway through Charlie 
uh, is relaying to the president that Donna Moss needs a favor. While talking last night to Karen Cahill, she accidentally dropped her underwear. She feels there's a chance that Karen Cahill may have misinterpreted that. And Donna asked me to ask you if you would call Karen Cahill and make it clear she wasn't making a sexual advance. So it's gone from mm. now it's gone Leo to Josh to Donna to Sam back to Donna. Just, this is a metaphor, mm. folks. It's, now it's like back up to the president and he's going to fuck it up and Leo's going to have to go apologize again. Um, and the president is just super pissed about everything. He's like, I'm not going to do that. You guys screwed up this breakfast thing. I'm going to bed. Good night. I'm out. I, I think the president's great in this scene. Like he's he's very rational and being just angry at the people underneath him for being idiots. Uh, after that, uh, Leo, they cut and they show Toby and he is waiting to meet the president. Uh, and he sees the president like going. He sneaks right out. Yeah. He's like, well, he just leaves uh, him in the waiting room. Yeah. Yeah. I got the sense that Toby was waiting to speak to Leo. No, yeah. no. Cause Toby comes in and he's like, he didn't even want to talk to me, huh? Oh, Okay. So Toby and Leo have a thing. Toby's like, yep, I screwed it up today. And then Leo's like, let me tell you about a little guy called Hamilton. And he had a shot. He only had one shot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this, this is the beginning of the Hamilton craze. Well, the, after the milk thing. This, the milk thing. Yeah. This scene. Mm-hmm. And then, then the that musical that took over the world. And then Toby says, well, we've got to get real now. Leo, Ann Stark's a wartime conciliary. That's why she was bumped up. I'm a wartime conciliary too, Toby. Yeah. It's re-elect time. We gotta we gotta gear up now. And Leo's like, he's not ready for it yet. He's gonna lose his mind if he has to start this early. But they agree that they can start soon. It's like they got a wartime conciliary. Man. We're well, a wartime the conciliary. Will, wartime <laughs> conciliary. Yeah, I, felt, I felt like Leo kind of got um conciliary. Like, he got, like, jealous in a way. It's like. It's like, oh, they hired her, and she, you know, she's a wartime concierge, man. We need to be ready. And he's like, I'm, I'm a wartime concierge. I'll go to anybody. I'll war it. Yeah. I'll war it up. Bro. I just wished we could have had a longer piece. Yeah, um, that that obviously is from The Godfather. Um, that's a mm-hmm. uh, Italian people. Well, it's a it's an Irish guy. Really, even in The Godfather, it's a it's their lawyer. Tommy. So. It just stands for counselor. But a wartime counselor. War counselor. But no, but that's a wartime consigliere. Wartime consigliere. You can have a peacetime consigliere. That's a peace counselor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of like your head advisor? Your consigliere? I don't know what, that's the, I really don't know what an lawyer, eerie ending means. Lawyer advisor. Well, I know that in Italy, the police are called the carabinieri. Beautiful. Thank you. I studied abroad. <laughs> and together. <laughs> Leo and Toby, they shake hands and they say, Shake my hand. We just formed it. Formed what? The committee to reelect the president. We started the reelect club. We're going to get jackets made. That's just a, such stark contrast. So, what are they in? They're two, over two years in right now because this is after the midterms. Trump set up his reelect committee literally he on started, day like, one right away on day one he started right away yeah uh so time times have change um but didn't he do that for some sort of like tax or monetary mm, issue i mean i think regulatory it's a, they issue. Could, like pay for the rallies yeah and stuff and take contributions with, any number of a tax shelter but i feel like they're gonna burn out the contributor base over time with that 
We will see. Like if they're getting people to commit to that, they're going to max out the contributions, but they just get money to packs and yeah, shit you don't anyways. need you don't need direct. Yeah. That's the whole reason why people are against the whole Citizens United thing because 501c4s are able to eliminate the need to provide money directly to a campaign. And the the establishment's like, "Well, we like getting the money." Uh, and that's the end of the episode's credits. Uh, and the scene is just Toby and Leo at the end handshaking. Um, so that's that one. Uh, headlines. You guys got headlines? Crank through these. I just have one about Karen Cahill. You didn't do any breakfast headlines. I thought this was like the most like ripe for headlines. I know. Breakfast, breakfast puns. I really had trouble coming up with breakfast puns. I didn't do any breakfast puns. All right. I got three of them. So I have Karen K heel footwear disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I got some uh, starting fire in the White House heads. Okay, we got a uh, burning down the house. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Classic. that, like they, that they uh, that song. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. I got <clears throat> check this one out, folks. A lighthouse. Yeah, like it's all on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally. Mm-hmm. Oven office. Oh, like oven, like oven. (laughs) (laughs) So I had, um, this is assuming that the president switched the syrup back to New Hampshire syrup. As we assume. White House waffles on syrup. (laughs) That's that's the other way. You put syrup on waffles usually, but they're waffling on syrup. They mix it up. With egg on face, White House scrambles (laughs) after the press conference thing. It's like a little TikTok. So eggs, yeah, scramble yeah, the egg. Yeah. And then uh, at breakfast, spirit of bipartisanship is toast. <laughs> <laughs> Other breakfast things. But it was really supposed good to, yeah. breakfast headlines. <laughs> <laughs> and they're completely generic. Um, I yeah. did. Uh, they made it really made a hash out of that breakfast, huh, folks? <laughs> huh? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I feel like the hash is like the laziest of brunch foods. It's like, what do we it's have just left the leftovers. over? Leftovers. Let's just, Let's just throw it in the pot. We'll make it crispy. It's good as heck. It is pretty good. Throw it in there. I love a hash. Yeah. Love a hash. Oh, wait, wait. I had more. Uh, I uh, had well, a couple well, more hands. Let's go. Oh, wow. You're doing a press conference in a different place? What in the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I also called Donna's little incident a panty waste. All right. W A S T E? Yeah, waste. Like a waste. They wa- also didn't stay on, near her. Like waist. it was a waste of panties. Yeah. Like they should go on your 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 sexy parts. Panties unwaste and become waste. No, I did it. <laughs> you want to go? No. Okay. Final thoughts? I love you guys. That's <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a suicide. That's just what I was thinking. No, no. That's just how I feel. Um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You man this one? I mean, there were we had a lot of good tangents here. Not that we're not reviewing this this episode of the show. Good job, guys. I'm just saying, like, it was kind of, there was a lot that happened. We've said yeah, more insightful the, things in the past. This you know? episode the theme of this episode the entire episode is really just in service of this one thing. And that one thing is uncommonly completely obsolete in political terms. Usually this show stays I, relevant. In general, this episode, not relevant anymore. See, I choose to view this episode through my preferred lens in which all government employees are total buffoons, don't know what they're doing, 
and uh, it's all a big joke. D- and it True. delivers. Yeah. yeah. If you watch this show thinking it's Veep, then yes, this is a yeah. great episode. This is a super it's hilarious. Yeah. Classic Veep. Like that part at the end where they form the community to be like the president. You we know it's doomed. Yanushi? Hilarious. Is that what it's called? Armando Yanuchi. A Yanuchi? Yeah, I don't know. All right. But I think from a purely dramatic perspective, this is actually like a very good episode. It's like yeah. super fast paced. It's interesting. It's funny. I would it's like got... to see more Huff. Yeah, more. But she was, I mean, she was in it enough as a, to introduce the character. No, I she don't, was great. I don't That's think why they I want to see more Huff. a lot with her over time. But like, I think they no use her well in this episode. Yes. I like the beginning part. With the Thank fireplace you. That part was seating. really funny. Was Lots great. of funnies. Yeah. That I think all good. even the, the, all the little B plots are. I mean, the press room thing is pretty throwaway, but like the other things are all pretty interesting. Like this is a, this is a really good like pro, political process episode. Mm-hmm. So much process. It, it feels like a real day in the life. Yeah, you'd believe it happened. And I think it having listened to the Chapo episode where they complain that this basically poisoned people's minds to how government actually works with the like win an argument thing what this this episode explicitly rejects that premise by having the one person who thinks that totally fuck up the entire operation and all Mm -hmm. the smart people are telling him the opposite so like i think this actually has like a better better politics than the show usually does in a lot of or a better take on politics than the show usually does uh, in an interesting way, even though the kind of hero of the episode, the you know the guy who has like the stirring speech, is the the wrong person here. So it's I, it's I an interesting. Even, twist. I don't even think it's fair to say that that the West Wing falls into that trap that often. A lot of the episodes, at least so far in the first and first first half of the second season, involve them explaining all episode why they are right. And then in the end, it's complete impotence and it didn't matter at all. Yeah. So I think it's I think when you think of the first episode and that iconic scene where the president swoops in and just like tongue lashes the religious right. Yeah, yeah. That's speechifying as a way of, of succeeding. And it doesn't happen all that often anymore. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I think this is a solid episode. It's not like a canon episode, but it's a about as good of a filler episode as the show has so uh solid b b plus maybe uh and that's all i got to say so uh thanks for listening to this episode it's probably gonna end up about two hours long uh (laughs) sorry about that uh bye thanks see see you soon (laughs) thank you